Hi, everyone. Thank you for listening to our inaugural MSX Insider podcast. I've got my host, uh, Sasha, with me. And um, this was an idea that we put together to effectively get more people to see what it's like inside the life of an MSX student at Stanford. Uh, Sasha and I are MSX ambassadors, so we're helping the new admits and prospective admits make good decisions around whether to come to Stanford or not. Um, hopefully many of them choose to, to join us here. And um, yeah, briefly, let's get Sasha to introduce herself. I'll go back to me to kind of give my background, and then we'll talk a little bit about the program and what we aim to do on this podcast. Yeah, thanks, Jatin. I'm I'm super excited to be here and super excited to be doing this. I think um, this is something I was missing when I was applying for the program, getting to know from current students what their experience is like. Um, so my background is um, in finance. I spent 12 years working in banking as a product manager for payment solutions. Um, from a personal perspective, I grew up in Asia. I spent the first 16 years of my life living in the Philippines and relocated to the U.S. when I was a teenager. Um, since then, probably spent another half of the time in Asia, um, living in India, living in Singapore, and recently moved to the GSB from uh, the greatest city in the world, New York. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and in fact, Sasha just uh, planned a trip for our class to go there, so and that was fantastic, but you'll hear about that during the, the podcast that we have. So um, like Sasha, I'm, uh, I'm in fin- I was in finance as well. Um, I worked on the on the investment side of finance, so I started my career uh, as a derivatives quant. I built a whole bunch of Monte Carlo models to understand how you price derivatives. I then traded some exotic options for a period of time. I then moved, went on to building structured products and investment solutions. In my most recent role, I managed a large portfolio of assets uh, in an asset liability matching uh, solution for the wealth management business of the Standard Bank Group called Liberty. And uh, I did that for about four or five years. So, um, you know, while we both have backgrounds in, in finance, I don't think that's the, the typical Very kind different. of MSX uh, <laughs> student. Uh, we know there's a bunch of entrepreneurs, etc. So don't let uh, Sasha, and our, um, finance, Sasha and my finance background um, scare you from thinking that Stanford is a, is a finance place and the MSX is only for finance people. You know, we've got all a range of different people. And, you know, that's a, a good way to kind of describe the program, right? So, you know, we've got about 70 people in our class. As Sasha has pointed out, there's about um, 30 countries represented, you know, with an average of like 12 to 13 years of experience. You know, it's an incredibly accomplished class. You know, everybody has got to write some sort of assessment like the GMAT or the executive assessment to get in. So it's a academically really rigorous selection process, which means that the caliber of people in the class are amazing. But more importantly, I guess, the, you know, if you look at the social element of the class, people are really friendly and we've built a really strong community. Yeah, I think the the two things that stick out to me about our class is just the the diversity, which you mentioned, not only in terms of cultural backgrounds, but I think also in terms of work experience. I can't say that there is a single person in the class that has a similar career trajectory or a similar career background. Um, We have entrepreneurs. I think about a third of our our classmates are entrepreneurs. Um, We have a doctor. 
We have, you know, engineers that have worked at the beginnings of Airbnb. So um, very interesting backgrounds and very interesting profiles. And, and with that for today, we're super excited to have one of our classmates, classmates Alex, um, here with us. Um, so Alex is from Switzerland and France. He completed his undergrad and master's in computer science in Switzerland and spent 24 years prior to coming to the GSB as an entrepreneur and a software engineer. Um, so with that, we can probably dive in and get started. Yeah, hi, Jatine. Hi, Sasha. Hi, everyone. I'm so happy to be here for this uh, pilot podcast, MSX podcast. This is a great opportunity to let people know about our great program. So yeah, I'm, as you said, I'm from Switzerland. I've been working in startups my whole life. It was a choice, and I've been an entrepreneur for uh, the last 15 years. Um, I live in France, and I'm very happy to figure out, to be trying to figure out what's my next career after having sold my company uh, last year. So I was running a digital signature software company in Europe. Um, it's been acquired, and now I, I hope I will start another one. Yeah. Um, you've had a very interesting career and interesting background. Um, you're obviously extremely successful. Can you share a little bit about why did you decide to apply to Stanford and why did you look at the MSX program? Yeah, some people think I'm crazy <laughs> to be doing that. And they, 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 they also said, oh, you're going to Stanford? Are you, are you going to be a teacher there? Yeah. <laughs> like they believe I know everything, but I don't. I really don't. And uh, as you said, I graduated in computer science. I've been a programmer since I was nine. So I'm a tech guy. And I was the CEO of the startup because the other founder was even more of a tech guy than me. And someone needed to, to do the boring stuff, such <laughs> as sales, marketing, legal, finance, and all that stuff. All, all what we learn here in the business school. So I had to learn it to do it every day because every when you're the CEO of a startup, every 10 minutes you have a new problem to solve and you need to learn whatever you can learn to solve it. And when it's solved, you just move to the next problem. But you, so you learned to solve it, but you didn't learn how to solve it next time. Uh, so I thought it was a great opportunity to actually learn how to do the thing, things, and as a matter of fact, sometimes I, I realize that, oh, if I had knew, known that, that would have been much better for me, but in some sometimes I'm, oh, my way is better. <laughs> so it's a, great, uh, it's a great way to compare the hands-on experience that I had and the theoretical way of doing things. And uh, so the reason I'm here <coughs> is not to teach, it's to learn, <laughs> and it's also to make a transition it's a very challenging step in, in, for an entrepreneur of selling the company. I have a team I love and I miss them, but I had to, that was the right thing to do for the company and for them actually to, to sell the company. But it's been very difficult for me to, to let go and the product, I love the product too. I created it and I wanted to, to continue to grow, but I have to go. So I needed a transition. People were asking me, what are you going to do now, Alex? That's great. And I was like, I don't know, or what are we going to do, Alex? It's even worse. Yeah. And uh, so I have a great answer, which is, oh, I'm going to Stanford. 
Yeah. Um, I think about a third of our classmates uh, have an entrepreneurial kind of background. So it's very interesting, um, you know, that they've built all these businesses and now decided to come back to school and sort of formally learn frameworks and theories that they can kind of apply, you know, after the after the program. Um, so when you were looking at programs, you know, how did you kind of narrow down on Stanford and, and figure out that this specific program was the right step for you? Actually, I was not going looking for programs like this. And at the beginning, I was just, okay, soon I will have to go. What will I do? Oh, I have some funds to invest. I need some training in finance and investment. So I was looking for finance, short finance courses to, to learn how to better invest and follow my investments. And uh, while doing that, I found the MBA programs or the... MSX or Sloan programs and the like. And I thought, oh, that's a good idea. I didn't think of that, but that's a good idea. But it's complicated. It's one year or two years, but I wouldn't do two years. That's too long, but one year, okay, why not? Then I wanted to be in the U.S. and the top the, the top tier. So I narrowed it down to MIT and Stanford. I only applied to the, these two. I was not uh, admitted in the MIT, but that's good because I, I really wanted to, to come to Stanford. <laughs> I guess, Alex, you, you talked about finance, right? I guess um, Stanford is renowned for its tech side of, uh, of its academic um, process. I mean, why Stanford, you know, out of when you started looking for finance and why did you end up coming here? What was what the spark that made you come here? It's Silicon Valley. So, you know, I'm a tech guy. I've been working in software forever, even before Silicon Valley was a thing. So... Yeah, Stanford is the, the right place. It's innovation, it's openness, it's uh, bold ideas, it's limitless ambitions, and it's impact. So that's me. And you're taking some finance courses right now, right, uh, to close the gaps in knowledge? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I learned about the sharp ratio, so now I'm bothering my banker, asking him for all the numbers, all the returns, and all the volatility so that I, I can compute the sharp ratio of my portfolios. <laughs> I can, I can imagine. He's very excited. I was like, oh, this is great. I've never done it since business school. I was like, really? You're getting what you pay for now, right? <laughs> At least you're getting some return from your education already, Alex. Um, so, Alex, I guess if you if you look at life at the GSB, you know, you and I are, are great friends outside of class. We, we run together. We do a bunch of cool stuff. I guess, um, you know, how do you kind of balance your academic side of life versus your personal life? And, you know, what's life like here at the GSP for you? Yeah, there is an important thing is that I have a family here. My wife and two daughters came with me. That was also a reason to choose to go to the U.S. I wanted to give the opportunity of, of coming here and learning English and learning the a different culture to my daughters because they're teenagers soon I will I won't be able to force them to, to do that anymore and now their English is better than yours right <laughs> yeah yeah it's starting <laughs> to be very good but it's very challenging for them right so uh, yeah I'm trying to balance that to I need to take care of my family but we have as you know we have lots of things to do yeah. for class outside of class for our careers for networking for all these events social events that we have so yeah, I'm trying to balance that. It's, it's quite challenging, and the best is to sleep less. Yeah. 
No, I remember when Alex, when you came to the GSP, you came here, you get everything set up, your your family followed you a two weeks time, and I remember you made absolutely the most of the two weeks here in the start to kind of get to know everybody and get involved in all of the parties and all of the fun stuff. So you can see it makes a big difference when you get to know people, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was a great start. It was a. It was good that the family was not there yet to make to make. Yeah, great connections with everyone. And now I have less time to spend at the parties <laughs> or I come later. <laughs> but uh, You're still always there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we still have these relationships and connections with everyone. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a great way to balance everything. Uh, I mean, I think the one, the one thing we find amazing about this program is I guess everybody's on the same schedule, right? So that, you know, when your breaks are together, we can go to Hawaii together. And, you know, when Friday class finishes at 4 p.m., everybody's pretty much free besides Alex to go to the pub. Alex finishes at <laughs> 6 on a Friday. Unfortunately, he's, uh, yeah. he's chose to study some stuff on late on Friday afternoon, but that's his choice and uh, we respect him for it. But um, he's learning finance and he's asking his financial manager about shop ratio. So maybe that is a, is a good result. But I guess, you know, um, Alex, if you look at the, the class, you know, we have such a good connection. There's so much diversity there. You know, former CEOs like yourself, entrepreneurs, professionals from various fields. I guess, how much do you actually learn from the program and how much do you learn from the class? Mm, that's a good question. <clears throat> I think I, I learn a lot on the hard skills because I never studied finance and uh, others <laughs> and uh, so that's that's been great because it's easier to measure what you learn in these areas I think I'm also learning a lot on the soft soft skills but it's harder to to measure especially for entrepreneurs it's hard to tell what did you, you did know already and what you didn't know Actually, you, you did kind of know everything, but you get to see new ways to handle things or frameworks to think about things or just kind of checklist. Just, oh, when you, you're making a decision about this kind of things, don't forget to think about that. And this is very valuable. So I'm learning a lot in the class and I'm learning a lot outside of class because Stanford is such a limitless resource. You can meet so many people in the GSB, but also outside the GSB, outside of Stanford, in Silicon Valley. Every yeah. day there are events with entrepreneurs, startupers, investors. You can meet, you can talk to them, see what their ideas are, how, what they think the trends are going gonna to be going to be are going to be. Uh, and uh, so I learned also a lot by interacting with all of you guys and people in Stanford or outside Stanford. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I learned so much from you guys in class. I, I come from such a corporate, structured, process-driven organization, and some of the comments that people make in class with the different experiences, I mean, our, our class is also so multicultural, so hearing different perspectives than, you know, what I would have known before has been uh, an amazing, you know, learning experience, so I, I completely, you know, understand where you're coming from. Yeah, and if I can add to, I guess, what Sasha just said, for me, you know, what's been incredible is, I guess, learning about all of the cultures from around the world, right? Our class yeah. has like, you know, I think 30 countries represented. Yeah. You know, Alex is a French and Swiss uh, citizen. 
I mean, he kind of chooses between the two when it suits him. <laughs> you know, I'm from South Africa. Sasha grew up in the Philippines and is now in the U.S. for almost, what, 20, 20 years, years year. right? So yeah. I guess, you know, if you look at the countries represented in this room on our first podcast, I mean, that gives you a good flavor of, you know, what's, mm. what's out there, right? And, you know, that's been so special. Like, we've got the Jap- Japan night and all those kind of, you know, events that really allow us to connect with people culturally. And I guess, you know, the kids connect. So, I mean, Alex, just let's go a little bit deeper into your into your family and, you know, what it's like for them. You know, kids going to school in Palo Alto. I know you were here in Palo Alto many years ago, so you have some experience. But, you know, just talk us through what it's been like for, you know, your kids adjusting. You have, you have two teenage daughters. Yeah. So it's been very challenging. First, they, they had a very short vacation this summer because usually it's about like, almost two months. And it, it starts in the beginning of July. 10th, July 10th, until the end of August. Mm. But then this year they had to, to, to prepare everything. We had to empty our house in France yeah. and sell the car and do the, 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 the prepare the, the luggage to <laughs> prepare yeah. the travel and do all that. So they didn't have a really vacation. Then they took the plane. They came here on the 20th of July. And here school starts on August 9th. Mm. Okay. So they had a very short Okay. Vacation and boring <laughs> <laughs> and very short time to adapt. Okay. And they were immediately immediately thrown into a totally new um, foreign environment, which is new language, new people, new friends, new school system, new new everything. Yes. And uh, I can imagine how, how lost they were in the yes. The early days, and I could see it actually. I, yes. I remember talking to you about that because yeah. um, I think your daughters are 15, 16 years old, and exactly. that was when I had moved to the U.S. as well. And I was like, "That—that's a challenging time to move." And yeah. I think, like, aside from the cultural differences, there was also this language um, challenge. But maybe you want to share a little bit about how they're doing now. We've been here for seven months. Um, what's their sentiment like? Well, they—they they adapted very quickly. In the beginning, they were totally lost. They didn't even know where they should go every at every moment yeah. so, because they didn't know the system and they didn't understand what people were saying. Yeah. So they were like trying to follow the crowd and <laughs> figure it out. And sometimes they missed class. They, yeah. they came late. They, they wow. didn't make choices they, they needed to make and they were like kind of okay. lost. And uh, now they have tons of friends yeah. and what's great with Palo Alto is that you have people from all around the world like just like the MSX so they have Chinese friends Hawaii, uh, Tai- Taiwanese friends uh, Korean friends Japanese friends Amazing. American yeah. Mexican they have friends from all around the world they speak English yeah, yeah. as you said better than me <laughs> <laughs> and what about because um, obviously I think about maybe a third or a little bit more than that of our classmates have also brought their families here um, with their kids and, you know, their partners and all of that. So how have, have your kids kind of integrated into that community, you know, with the other classmates' children? Yeah, the thing is they are a little bit older than the other classmates. Yeah. So am I. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, You're young at heart. <laughs> <laughs> indeed. <laughs> and therefore, yeah, they, they don't have that many opportunities to to hang out with the other kids mm-hmm. there are a couple who are about the same age but yeah it's more outside of the of the school of the gsb at their high school and middle school that they they met friends of their age and uh 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, before maybe kind of pivoting back to, you know, your experience here in the program, you want to share some comments about your wife, Clementine, and how she's adapted? Yeah, I hope she is listening to this podcast because I always forget to tell her how grateful I am and <laughs> <laughs> thankful I am that she she said, oh, yeah, let's do that and let's set, rent our house and move everything yeah. to another country for one year. I will just drop my job and uh, take care of the kids, basically, because that's what's happening yeah. while they are going through a very difficult adaptation time. So she does, she does everything, all that, and I don't even thank her. So thank you, Clementine. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, if, she's if there's one good thing that comes out of the podcast, it's, it's this, right? Alex? So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we'll, we'll at least have one fan for our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what so a shame. Yeah. <laughs> I, I need to tell uh, something, but because for others who are listening to us, she is not bored here because mm. there are many others and there are many resources and programs for spouses yeah. as well. You, ha- you have the Bechtel Center. There mm-hmm. is a website. That's a ton of events and meetings. And so, so she also gets to have Korean, Japanese, Indian, whatever, friends. From yeah. all around the world, they share dishes, they cook yeah. together, they they learn, teach each other their languages. Yeah. So they, they, they have all that. It's great. She's also taking some classes at mm. Stanford. Okay. So this is great. Also English classes outside Stanford or in Stanford. Yeah. Uh, so she, she's very busy indeed. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, she's planning all the weekends and the vacations that we want to have while we're here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's doing a great job at this. And organize, organizing some of the parties we're having too. Yeah. Right? And with the kids. And so yeah, she's she's not bored. So if you come with your spouse, don't worry. They they would they will be they will have fun and they will have a great time too. Yeah. Um, so switching gears a little bit, maybe you know, to kind of your experience in the program. What are some of the things that you've experienced as challenges outside of the you know family? Yeah. What's challenging is to make choices, because yeah. here you have so many possibilities that you need to. To say no to something and yeah. you have this this impression that okay i'm here for one year i have all these opportunities and i'll never have them again yeah so yes. every time i say no it's it maybe it's a re- definitive no it's like something i never have the, the ch- a chance to do again yeah so it's very hard indeed to yeah to not say yes to everything but you can't like yeah. our calendar is already double booked on every slot yeah. And uh, this is after saying no to a bunch of things. So, yeah. yeah, I think that's the most challenging. It's a good good problem to have, I would say. It's to choose, yeah, what to say no to. I thought I had a packed calendar when I was working. <laughs> Me too, yeah. <laughs> and then I came here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's Absolutely. like, this is so much, right? There's like three talks at lunchtime. You know, you have to choose between that. You've got to choose between all these amazing courses. And Alex, what have you, I guess, prioritized in that process? How do you actually make choices to decide what's important to you. Yeah, so I kind of structured that in, okay, for the full year, what are my, you know, overall goals? But every quarter I try to focus on some topics. And uh, so that helped me to, so let's let's be specific here. So for the, the whole year, I want, yes, to, to learn all these business skills that I know how, I know to do vaguely, but I want to structure, especially finance, etc. So this is kind of my background schedule. I'm doing that. 
And uh, every quarter, like, I wanted to improve my English communication skills. So my last quarter, I did a lot of work mm. on that. I tried to take classes on this, to sp make speeches, to uh, have communication coaches helping me on this. So this is something I, I could focus, and now I'm focusing on some, something else. Mm. In the first quarter, I wanted to, to investigate the possibility of pivoting to climate tech from software. And so I did a lot of investigations to, to decide whether to do it or not in that quarter. And then I decided not to and uh, move, move to something else. So that's a way to, to do it. And then every week you have choices to make, even every day. And yeah, some, sometimes you have to trust your instinct. Yeah. Um, what is, like, if you could share one highlight that you've had in the six or seven months being here, whether it's a class, whether it's a, you know, a speaker or somebody that you've met in the industry, like, what's one highlight that you've got? Oh, yeah, there are so many. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is a, an example where you got to pick one. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I guess a memorable ex experience was this first trip we did, like, the first the first week we did this trip to Vegas, right? Yep. And uh, quite, a, quite a few of us, like maybe 20, 30, 20 25 yeah, about people. 30 people, I think. 30 people, I think. Yeah. 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 So that's half. almost half the class. And we didn't know each other at all. And we had a, an incredible weekend together. It and was before classes started, yeah. I think. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we couldn't do that now. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, and, and for the Actually, record, that was obviously not week. organized by Stanford, right? Like <laughs> self-administered. We, we planned it ourselves and went to Vegas the week before. And it's actually a great time to do it because uh, I think it's so busy after that in your first term. You're just trying to like adjust and find your feet. And you know, I'm really yeah. glad we did that trip. I mean, uh, we haven't been back since. I think no. there's a Vegas trip coming up in two weeks' time. But yeah. So that's an experience I didn't have for 30 years going wow a trip with people you don't really know yeah and yet you share a lot with them and like in two days they become friends yes. and yeah. you feel like they, they'll be friends forever exactly and that was a incredible feeling for me yeah. i think i completely resonate with that one of the things that has surprised me the most here is how quickly I've been able to develop very deep, meaningful friendships. I think like as an adult, it's very hard to make new friends. And here, you know, you are surrounded by these people who are very like minded to you going through this shared experience. Um, so that was definitely something that surprised me when I got here. Yeah, it's like, you know, you have these friends you had in school when you were a child. And when you meet them again, yeah. Even 30 years later, they're special. They yeah. will always be special to you. Yeah. Absolutely. But they are in a couple, totally, in my case, different country, different in industry, different, very different now yeah. than uh, wh when we were. And here we have an opportunity to make new childhood friends that yeah. are more closer to, to what we are here, what we are today. And it's the first time in my life I get this opportunity, I guess. Yeah. And as you said, Jatin, yeah. there's also the thing that most of us have traveled to here. So we don't have all the, the alternatives. Mm -hmm. Like we have to hang out with each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not like, oh, yeah, uh, this weekend I can because I'm going with my friends or in my family. You know, we're all here yeah. far from our friends and families. And this is excellent. This yeah. is the best way to to actually really focus on, on these relationships and they will last forever, I'm, I believe. I think that's, the, you know, if you if you, if you you leave Stanford in 10 years' time, you're not going to remember, like, maybe you'll remember your start sharp ratio still, Alex, but uh, <laughs> most of us won't. And we'll remember, like, really these experiences that we had. I'll never forget the sharp ratio. <laughs> 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 
I guess, um, Alex, if you you know if you, if you look forward and you know you obviously came here with some goals in mind, I guess um, you know how has the program helped you to march towards these goals and clear them up and actually like rule things out even like how have you used the program to move forward in life? Well, it doesn't do it for you, but it gives you all the tools mm. to do it. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, you, that's a lot of work and a lot of thinking, but. You can validate lots of hypotheses or invalidate, yeah. like investigate lots of hypotheses. And uh, so it, it helped me by giving me access to a lot of resources and people and classes and readings and, yeah, information to help me make decisions. And also it gives a lot of coaching, like in case you are a, li- a little bit lost. I think the most valuable coaching has been from classmates, actually. Yeah. But there are also the official co- coaching, yeah. which is Absolutely. useful yeah. in, in, in some cases. But I think with classmates, it's even better because they, they, they first tell you, yeah, I don't know because I have the same, I'm ask, asking myself the same questions Absolutely. as you ask. <laughs> yeah. And then we discuss and they help you. Yeah. <laughs> they don't realize it. Yeah. <laughs> You're absolutely right. I think some of the most profound sure. conversations that I've had have been probably over a coffee outside a kupa or in someone's backyard having wine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. the wine does help, right? The wine absolutely. Does help. And Alex, I mean, oh, that's yeah. a big and interest of, of yours, right? Like, I mean, uh, you know, you, you love your wine. You know, you're the, probably the, the the wine champion of the MSX class, I guess. Um, you know, just talk us through like the social experience around you know, those kind of things and those conversations that Sasha's talking about. I mean, we were together this weekend, you know, going to a wine farm, doing some of that. I guess, like, you know, what have those experiences been for you like? Of sharing, like, you know, a conversation of a glass of wine, the informal stuff and moving forward and trying to figure out what's next. It's part of this cultural exchange that we're having. I'm from France, so wine is part of my culture and I love it and I'm... I can talk about it and share it. It's about sharing too. Like yeah. wine is friendship and sharing. So that's easy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and that's a great way to yeah share my culture and the good things I have from my country and get other good things and good ideas and good conversations in return from other cultures and other countries. No, I mean, you know, you bring this up and I, I just can't help but think about some of the cultural events that we've had, you know, since we're coming here. We had a Japan night that the Student Association organized. We had an informal, you know, salsa class last week, right? Yeah. Um, I think we've got a Chinese New Year celebration coming up. And it's Indian. such a wonderful way because it's so multicultural for us to be able to share, you know, our, our, our culture with our classmates. And everyone is so receptive to that, which is great. Exactly. And there, there was the Indian night, too. Yes, that's yeah. right. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. The Bollywood night. Yeah. And I mean, it's, uh, you know, those things also kind of give you this global perspective as a leader, right? I yeah. mean, Alex, you know, you probably led an organization in Europe and, you know, you hopefully one day get to lead an organization a little bit more, more globally, right? And if you kind of take the leadership skills that you've learned at Stanford, I mean, you know, you obviously have a vast amount of experience as a CEO of an organization. I guess, what do you feel that's, you know, that's transformed your ability to be a leader from your time at Stanford? Yeah, I had one goal with, with, the, with regard to leadership, which was I'm very good at leading like exper- passionate experts, mm. which was what I hired. Like I, I was doing a software startup. I could choose the best engineers. And yeah. of course, we had a great, uh, great 
teamwork together and it was very, it's easy leadership, I would say, yeah. right? And I wanted to learn more about how to, to lead people that are very different, mm. very different from me, people who have a, a job that is less fascinating, with, yeah. but still has to be done. Yeah. And uh, so a lot of the soft skills classes and work I've been doing on my leadership skills have, have been very helpful, I think, to, to learn how to better lead mm. to have more patience and more empathy towards people that are not don't have the luck to be in a such a great fascinating job as software engineering yeah, yeah. I, i've been pretty bad at that in the past i i think you said something that really stuck to me because i think that's that's one of kind of the core values of stanford right like leading with empathy Um, and while maybe we don't explicitly learn how to do that, I think being part of this community and hearing from, you know, different diverse perspectives, you kind of naturally learn how to do that. So I, I completely agree. That's right, because sometimes it's difficult to understand each other and we have to be patient. Yeah. And, and it's worth it. Yeah. I would say that's, that's the, the takeaway is that be patient, be empathetic and it's worth it. Like they all have a lot of value to share. And if you contrast, you know, all the learnings from these softer skills with the, you know, the hard skills that you've learned here, Alex, I guess, you know, we joke about the finance piece, but as a computer engineer, you know, being back in Silicon Valley, it's all this AI stuff going on. I mean, how do you kind of look at that element of the learning at Stanford? You want me to talk about my class about uh, <laughs> deep learning applied to electronic markets? Right? Please, give, please give us a... So I gave know. myself a challenge yeah. and... Um, which is taking this class at the Mathematical and Engineering School. Whoa. <laughs> so it's about deep learning, yes. like cutting-edge deep learning techniques applied to electronic markets. Yes. So it's programming in Python, which yes. I had to learn because mm -hmm. I, I was programming in Java most of the time. Uh, and also knowing about the latest research papers about deep learning, mm -hmm. wow. doing some presentations okay. on them okay. on the way. Wow. Right now, and uh, and do that all with the brightest engineers and mathematicians. Yeah. Even some PhD or postdoc students in the world in the classroom, like yeah. with uh, 15 people in the classroom. Yeah. So that's a, the kind of challenges you can find here uh, in Stanford. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's it's been a lot of work, you know, and I I, I still I'm still not sure I I will be able to to keep up, but. Uh, That's the kind of things you can learn, and you can go as deep as possible in the in, in the AI and computer and software well, well, knowledge the, here, of course. The, the best thing about that class is it uh, finishes at 6 p.m. on Friday, and right <laughs> after that, we all go gather in the pub, right? So yeah, even I think if that's the key takeaway well. of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of key takeaways, maybe <laughs> if you could, you know, for the people listening here, think about, you know, two pieces of advice that you'd like to share to somebody who is maybe thinking about going back to school or thinking of coming to the MSX program, what would be your, your two pieces of advice? I guess my first piece of advice is the GSB is great, but, but go out of the GSB. Mm. And uh, it's important to keep in mind even when you're planning because there are some constraints with the number of units you need to have in GSB, outside of GSB. So this requires some better planning than I did. 
<laughs> but it's very important, I think, to go out of GSB. Even you don't have to be a programmer or a mathematician. There are lots of classes about education and design and legal, legal like uh, law and uh, tons of everything yeah. actually in Stanford. So go go there, meet people, and uh, this is this will be much better for you for your experience. That's uh, the first advice. The second, I think, is thank your wife or spouse. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I should apply that, this to myself and do that tonight. <laughs> but it's very important. Yeah, it's like for an entrepreneur, it's the same. You have the support of all of those surrounding you. And you're, when it's successful, you're the star. But actually, you have your, your spouse and family who have been supporting you all the time. It's the same here. It's, uh, it's very important that your environment is supporting you. And uh, you should thank them. Alex, one, one last question, quick quick question. And you have to answer the first thing that comes to mind. I guess, what's been your favorite class at Stanford and why? I'm going to surprise everybody. I think it's been finance. Okay. That is a surprise. Okay. <laughs> because of the sharp ratio. Yeah, of course. <laughs> well, uh, you know, that brings us to the... And also the this electronic market. Well, ah, it, okay. <laughs> it's not over yet, but uh, I think it's going to be one of my favorites. Awesome. At least I will never forget, that's for sure. Awesome. <laughs> well, well, thank you to you, Alex, you know, for joining us as the, as the inaugural guest on this MSX Insider podcast. I think uh, we've learned a lot from you in terms of you know the soft skill elements enjoying wine challenging yourself to do new things in a new environment i think you know it, for you know what i find inspiring is you coming all the way here and then doing this really hard technical course which shows anything is possible right in this environment so thank you alex um, you know hopefully this podcast goes from strength to strength and you'll always be remembered as the first guest on the podcast so thank you very much well thank you so much jatin and sasha for having me for this first podcast here Yeah.